Ladies, do you like to relax after a long, hard day with a glass of wine? Yeah, it can feel amazing, but we don't want all the alcohol. We don't want all the calories that come with it. And it can be hard to find a great tasting non-alcoholic wine because most of them taste either too sweet or they taste like watered down grape juice. And we ain't toddlers. And right now, many of you, you know, are flirting with the idea of dry January. We've played with sober October. But what if it was just a year where we said to ourselves, it's okay that I don't have alcohol every single day. It's okay that if I choose to drink, it doesn't have to be an alcoholic beverage. I can still be social with people and not feel the pressure to have alcohol in my wine. And that is where Surely Wines comes into play. They are fabulous. I've had their rosé, I've had their Sauvignon Blanc, and they taste just like regular wine, but without any of the alcohol. They've gone through a process where it's regular fermented wine, and they have de-alcoholized the wine. So you get that same great wine flavor, but without all the alcohol. And for many of us who are trying to lose that extra belly fat, it is that alcohol that is helping to keep that from moving out. And so if you are someone who is ready to relax after work or enjoy parties and bring the wine, Surely Wines is the answer. They come in great tasting flavors. I've tried the rosé, I've tried the Sauvignon Blanc, and it's absolutely fabulous. And the beauty of it all is that instead of opening up a full bottle, they also come in mini cans so that you can just have a quick glass of wine. It's also very portable. All right. So if you want to give it a shot, go to the link in my bio. You're going to save 30% off of your first purchase. So head over there. And when you give it a try and it's amazing, be sure to say cheers to me and let me know what you think. Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits and a rock steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes-Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. Hey, Magic Makers, I just interviewed Miss Nina Mandelson, and we talked all about how do we start to appreciate our over 40 body. We touched on so many amazing topics that I just, I'm going to do my best not to give away too much in this intro. You know, we talked about how do we find peace with our body, and she shared a poem that, you know, talks about all the different milestones in our bodies and how we are, how we appreciated it then, and how can we look back at, at our bodies over the course of time and really think about just the magical things that it's enabled us to be able to do. We talked about this word that I think is going to be a good a good word for me moving into the new year, nourish, right? What does it take to nourish our bodies? And how can we take our time? We press that pause button. We slow down and start to really get into our bodies versus viewing our body as our enemy and really understanding you know, what does it take to 
what does it take? What does our body need? Right? What is our body looking for from us? And being able to take that scan and break away from the hustle, the grind. And I know for me, I was caught in that hustle grind for wow, so long. And let me know, let me tell you that if you are in that hustle grind place, I know it feels scary. I know it feels uncomfortable. I know it feels uncertain. But trust me, on the other side of it, you can have peace with your body. You can make peace with this over 40 body and you can make changes with this over 40 body. So have a listen to my conversation with Miss Nina and let me know how this conversation is landing with you. Um, how, you know, how, if you found peace, I would love to know how it was that you were able to find peace. And if you're on the path to peace, let's touch base with myself or Nina. So we can hopefully help you get to this peaceful place with your body. All right, magic makers rock on. And here is this week's iTunes review. It comes to you from Dub by V. She writes, I love the podcast. You speak your mind and you don't sugarcoat anything. I love your energy and your good spirit. Oh, that just fills my heart. You don't even understand how much I enjoy these reviews. So please, if you feel the need, please go to iTunes or wherever you watch, watch listen to this podcast, do me a favor and hit me up with a five-star review. I absolutely love them. They mean the world to me and I will read it on my podcast. So thank you so much, Dub by V. It does mean the world to me. All right, Magic Makers, you know, I um, I scour the world to find awesome people to just talk about the things we are thinking. Maybe you don't want to admit it out loud, but I brought Miss Nina Mandelson here, and she is a board-certified health and wellness coach, psychology eating um, as well certified. And we are talking about how to accept your over 40 body. I know personally, I felt that my body just gave me the finger when I turned 40. I know that many of you are just like, girl, what like what happened? I woke up, I was this haughty, and now I'm a naughty. Like, what's going on? And I brought in someone who's just going to help us navigate this and really get our minds straight about this over 40 body. Welcome to the show, Nina. Oh my gosh, Kim, thank you so much for having me. I was smiling and laughing the whole time you were talking and you and I chatted before and I was like, oh my gosh, you were like, okay, I'm hitting record now because clearly <laughs> we have some juicy things to talk about. Yes, yes. I mean, I know for me, it. I was like, I, my body just like literally, I woke up and I'm like, what happened? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> And I know that, you know, logic and feelings are just like wires across. I know it didn't happen overnight, but for many of us, it's this slow like drip mm-hmm. to that one day you put on a pair of pants or you look at a picture mm-hmm. or someone said something and you're just like, holy, what happened? What happened here? How did this happen? Right. Right. Absolutely. And there's so many factors in that. One is our perception of ourself, Mm. right? How we perceive ourselves on the inside. Often people say, you know, I still feel on the inside like I'm 18. And then I look in the mirror and I am shocked, absolutely shocked, right? How did that happen? Sometimes it's also the little bit shifted, which is, wow, my body is actually starting to hurt yeah. I'm having those weird aches in my knee or my hip is a little funny or gosh, I got this prick that just won't just doesn't just click back. Right. And so sometimes there's 
the sort of what I call the yelling of our body mm. against our attention. Yes. But all of those things, whether it's the reflection in the mirror, whether it's the aches, the pains, the issues that suddenly you're, you know, going to the doctor to get this little thing removed and that little thing, you know, buzzed off because it might be, they have to test for skin cancer or this or that all those things that come with having a body that has lived for a decade or two, all of those things have us come face to face with the reality that bodies change. Yep. And I know it sounds basic, right? This idea of bodies change. We all know that, except that our media says to us 24-7, oh no, don't let that happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or we see, you know, the celebrities out there that are yes. like, you know, it's like, you're like, do I need to have a, a, a posse of people like J-Lo or Jennifer mm-hmm. Aniston to be able to look like they do at 50? Because it's yes. like- I remember, I think it was like, maybe it was like 10 or 20 years ago when Tina Turner turned 50. And I was like, if I could look like Tina Turner when I turned 50, wow. And it's just like, that's a lot of work. (laughs) It's a lot of work. It takes a lot of support. And one way to think of it when we start getting into that comparison um, is, is, first of all, it's apples and oranges, right? She's True. not me. Yep. But also they are their product. Mm. That is literally what they yes. sell is their image. Yes. Both their image on camera, mm-hmm. but also just their persona. This is their product. Most of us have some other thing that we're focused on. We're focused on our children, our parents, our partner, our (laughs) relationships, our work, our volunteer, our community, our, there's many things that are the place of our focus. Yeah. Celebrities, the place of their focus is their image. Yeah. And so to go, do I want to spend eight hours every day working on that? I don't know that I do. Yeah. Would it be nice? Would it be fun to look like, you know, JLo, Jennifer Aniston, Tina Turner, all of the above? Sure. It'd be fun. But I have other things that I'm here to do. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I used to do fitness competitions and so many people will say to me, Kim, would you ever go back? And I think to myself, like, I don't want to make that time anymore. Right. You know, it's like, could I probably, I, I look back at, you know, Kim from, you know, 15 years ago. And I'm like, I had to be very deliberate about mm-hmm. my day. Yes. And so many people, as you, as you pointed out, as I look at these people, do I want to invest that time in that? Yeah. And then we're not just investing time, right? Think about the stress that goes. Oh, yeah. It's, it's all, it's, you know, it's like, it's the time, then it's like the energy, then it's like just the the mental capacity to, to get yourself to that level and stay there. Right. The expectations wrapped in stress. And then what does stress do? Oh, gosh. Now we're messing with our hormones big time. Yep. Right. If we have, if, if if nothing else over the last 15 years have taught us that hormones are disrupted by stress. Yeah. So when we're going, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to have the body of when I was 18, I'm supposed to have the body of Tina Turner. I'm supposed to have the body of, mm, 
there's so much stress of expectation yeah. that actually disrupt our own relationship with our body. It keeps us in that fight or flight, keeps us, which is that sympathetic nervous system activation, yeah. keeps us out of parasympathetic. That's that rest and digest mm. where we feel like, oh, this feels good to be in our body. And where do we do most of our oh, feeling good? in that rest and digest where yeah. we feel not enough and comparison and oh my gosh i need to lose more weight i need to exercise harder i'm just mm. not good enough i can't walk into a party and feel good about myself i'm always comparing myself to the other person that does not happen in that place of rest and digest it happens in that place of stress yeah yeah and it's funny that you you say that cuz i feel that some of my listeners are these a plus plus type women mm -hmm. and you know the the fear the downtime that that mm -hmm. quiet that lull is um I should be doing something yes and you're like but you're resting that's doing mm -hmm. something and so it's really you know helping them to get out of this like busy <laughs> But Kim, what you're saying is so important that I want to say it again. When you're resting, you are doing something. Yeah. We have such a culture that's based on productivity, yes. based on go, based on push, based on hustle, right? Mm. Renee Brown calls it the hustle for worthiness. Yeah. Right? Let me do more. And then see, now do I have a gold star on my forehead? Now do I have the badge of honor, the busy badge of honor? Yeah. Oh, it's exhausting. And then women feel depleted. Then they reach for whatever is in front of them to make them feel more oh, sated, more relaxed. And then right. they give themselves a hard time for having eaten. I'm like, wait, right. <laughs> whoa. Right. It's just this like circle that just keeps like <laughs> eating itself. <laughs> yes. So painful. So, so painful. painful. And then where do we point? Oh my gosh, I, I'm doing eating the wrong thing. If I just ate the right thing, if I just lost the weight, right. then all of this would go away. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And That's then they go so down to Dr. Google to right. be like, what's the best superfood that I yes. can just eat right now and lose 400 pounds? <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm laughing, except we all know how sad and painful it is. Yeah. Right? I Exactly. And, you know, that's why I have people on here for you. And I, and I approach it with humor because I've been in that desperate dieter mode where oh gosh, you're just, mm -hmm. you just want, you're like, I will do anything. And, you know, and you probably say the same thing to your clients is that what if you just picked one thing to stop doing? And they would be like, what are you doing, Kim? Like you're telling me to, you're giving, I'm giving you permission that you don't have to have 4 million things on your plate. Yeah. Yeah. It is when we start talking about the expectations we have on ourselves. Oh my God. Right. That's heavy. Huge. I mean, the expectations that we put on ourselves, I would never ask you, I would never be like, you know, Nina, I need you to do these 500 things by today. <laughs> I would, and if I, right. and if I did ask you, you would look at me like, are you crazy? Right. Yeah. If I told myself, Kim, you got to do these 500 things. And if you don't do them by today, you're like, you suck. Mm -hmm. 
And you're like, and if you look at the list, it's like climb Everest, right? Like build a building, (laughs) have a baby. Like it's all these things that like aren't things that aren't realistically done in a day. Right. And it's so true. I remember when I was first starting to sort of wrap my mind around not having 500 things on my to-do list, I started reading different people about productivity and about reality and productivity. And one woman said, um, expect yourself to do eight things. And I was like, eight. And I was like, wait, I like there's 500 on my list. Right. And she's like, and making dinner is one laundry is one. I was like, what? How is that even on the list? Like that's just all of managing the entire family. What do you mean? Right. So to be in that place of like, wait, what we're talking about here is how do we nourish ourselves and how do we get in our way of nourishing ourselves? Oh, because we're word. looking at where, where do we want nourishment? We're thinking, okay, if I get it all done, then I get that Calgon take me away moment. Then yes. I get to go, you know, have a bath. Then I'm allowed to have a girlfriend's evening then, but yes. not until yes. I have deserved it. Right. Yeah. And so it becomes nourishment for ourselves gets pushed off and we want to flip the script on that. Mm. And we want to put nourishment for ourselves first. Yes. Right. And I know it sounds like everybody's going to be like, I've heard it a million times, right? Putting on your oxygen mask before everybody else's. And that means slowing down. It means taking time, right? So many women. So I mostly also work with women over 40 who are struggling with their relationship with their food and their body. And in that they're like, yes, but I don't have time to make a meal for myself. I'm doing 500 other things. Or you know what, I just feel, you know, I'm just so busy, I haven't eaten. And then I'm wondering, why am I binging at the end of the night? Yeah, yeah, right. We have to look at like, where are you not being taken care of? Yeah. Where's the, where are you slipping through the cracks? You, you know, use a word that I think is underutilized and really needs to come back. Nourish, mm-hmm. right? You, like nourish is just so, so rich, such a rich mm-hmm. word. And I, as you were, as you were saying that, like many people you'll say nourish and you'll say, you know, where are you falling through the cracks? And then again, my list, starts of what I need to do for mm-hmm. nourishment. Mm-hmm. And I just was on a call with my client, a client right before here. And mm-hmm. she was like, Kim, she's like, it's the end of the year. She works for a nonprofit and they're sprinting mm-hmm. to the end of the year to raise mm-hmm. money before, mm-hmm. you know? And so she's like, I, she's like, Kim, I don't even know where to start. It's like, I'm just like underwater. And yes. I was like, I go 15 minutes. I want you to think about what can you do Every day, 15 minutes. I'm like, I don't care what it is. You can lock yourself in your office for 15 minutes and what you know, do whatever. And so she came back to me. She said, you know, Kim, what I've been doing for 15 minutes? She says, I have on my iPod uh, songs that I like to sing. And she goes, I take an extra, I take, I take, go out of my way. I take an extra 15 minutes to drive home and I sing for 15 minutes. And she's like, she goes, it, she goes, it makes my day feel so much better. I'm like, see, I'm like, it's 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And so many, everyone can find 15 minutes to do 
even if you're just sitting quietly reading a book do like nothing yeah that's not even an even if even that's amazing to sit quietly because yeah. that is something we don't give ourselves is that moment just to be because it's always in motion in yeah. service right i spoke to a, a client of mine today who said you know i was being there for so many people yes. she was trying to we were, we were unpacking what happened she was sort of in this what i call trolling for food like oh i'm going to yeah. go to trader joe's and i'm going to find this this thing that i want oh they don't have it there let me get it go there oh let me yeah. and then eat it in the car right before anyone sees it the secret shameful eating. Yep. So we're unpacking what's going on there, right? And what happened earlier in the day? What happened was she was there and on and holding everybody, doing all mm. the emotional labor, being the person to really be supportive. Then she walks away from that. Who's going to hold her? Right. Right. The cookies. Oh, I know. Cookies will hold me. We don't say that consciously. Yeah. We don't go, gee, the cookies will hold me. But we start looking for that emotional support. Yeah. And so then, and then we're back to the self-blame. Eat the cookies, then feel bad about it, and then feel, oh my gosh, what's the matter with me? Oh, for sure. Nothing's for sure. the matter with you. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. No, what's the matter with you is you're not taking the, the pause. Because if in yeah. if that's in the pause is where you find the 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 clarity. And yeah. I'm so busy here that I, mm-hmm. I I can't see the trees for the forest. And right. you said something that I think um, a lot of people don't understand when the word you said emotional labor. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was I was taking a, a, a course on mindfulness. And this was the first time I heard this word. And I was like, what are you talking about? And so for anyone who doesn't know what the word is, emotional labor is primarily a female thing. Mm-hmm. You don't you it's rare. I'm not going to exclude men, but it's rare that you have a man who will talk about emotional labor. Emotional labor is all the little thing that we as women take care of that we don't think about. So she talked about the laundry, grocery shopping, cooking, making sure kids get from A to B, Christmas, Thanksgiving, any holiday, any birthday. Those are the, like the little kind of like nuances of life. Yeah. I actually think of it a little slightly differently. So I think of that as the mental load, all the things, that list that we're holding in our head that never gets written down, Right. that we're, oh, I need to call my mom and I need to check on this one. Emotional labor is, oh, my kid went to school today. I know she was feeling a little bit sad. I wonder how she's doing. Let me reach out. Let me text her. Right. Let me support had, her through the day. She had, she had a test today. How yes. did it go? Or yeah. my husband had a presentation today. Yes. How'd he do? Or yes. my coworker is going to ask her boss for a raise today. Yes. How did it Let go? me check in. Yeah. Let me check in. Let me spend some time talking to them. Oh, my mom went to the doctor. How are you doing? What's going on? It's the way we hold with our whole heart, with all the best of intentions, because that's how we have been trained as women right. is to be wholehearted and be completely embracing. But that takes emotional labor. And then to make everything go is also a mental load. Yeah. So we do both and we do them invisibly yeah and we don't this, th- don't even think about it, it it's nope. just it's just 
it's this whirling that's always happening back mm-hmm. here. Yeah, absolutely. And so important for us to make it actually visible to people in our life. Yeah. You know, when you, when you said that about I, one of my clients, she's, um, she's Italian and she's the, like, you, you, you got to take care of your family. Like that's yes. what's been ingrained in her is that. And I said, well, could you, you know, you've been working a lot. I'm like, could you ask your family to make dinner? Oh, Kim, I, my, no, my family, you know, my family really can't make. And without even saying, yes, asking, she was immediately like, no, I can't like, I must take care of my family. Yeah. And because that's, because that's how Mm -hmm. she was. She's like, that's how she was raised. She's like, you know, I'm Italian. And I'm like, I get it. I, the next door, my book, the below she's lived next door. And I saw how, how hard she worked and like, Mm -hmm. she still came home every day and like cooked these meals. Right. Real meals, like serious, right. right? Not one pot dishes. Yeah. These meals. Yeah. And I, you know, I just see this like load of like, you have that on top of you, plus just life, like just your actual like work life balance. And then you're trying to take on what happened to my body. (laughs) Right. Okay. So it brings us back to that. Then we look and go, wait, wait, my body did what? What we were doing with this wonderful body of ours was taking care of everybody. Yeah, really the work, the the sort of developmental next step for us in terms of our relationship with our body at this age is to actually be in a relationship with our body. Yes. Not kick ourselves to the curb, not put ourselves on the sideline, Mm. not send ourselves like, oh, you know what? After I make the meal, after I take care of everybody. No, it's saying I actually I want to be a good steward to this amazing body of mine. Right. Yeah. You know, it, I, I I like that. It's like you have a relationship with your body. And first, if you think about any relationship, Mm -hmm. if it's not nurtured, it withers and dies. Yes. And, you know, I, I laugh like I'm the friend who I'm not going to talk to for like five years. But if I call you out of the blue, we can pick up right where we left off. And mm-hmm. and our bodies, uh, we're not, not like that. so much, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's like I can't like be a yeah. rabid person who works out and then not work out for five years and then expect me to just be able to hop right back into where I was. Right. And that holds especially true as our body ages. Yeah. We need more. I'm here. And today I'm still here. And today I'm still here, right? We could get away with it when we were 20. You know, you could go and be a a couch potato for two weeks and then get up and just go. Our body had that elasticity to it. But as we age, our body needs that sense of consistency, that sense of I am present. I am here. I am for you. I am with you. And I am not doing to you and at you and on you that doesn't feel good it feels bad yeah it feels like it it feels aggressive actually it just feels plain aggressive right and then it's because we kind of like we get into this we think we can just pick it up like you know uh like a book right I started so I started reading a book and then I put it on the shelf and now I'm going to pick it back up just where I magically left off of. (laughs) And even that book, you're like, hang on, 
wait, why is she with this guy? What happened? Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm, I have to go back and like get the, the backstory where yeah. with our, with our body, with our health, like I need there to be some consistency there and it yeah. doesn't have to be constantly. And I think that's where many of us like fall, fall through the cracks is that yeah. we think constantly and consistency are the same thing. Right. Right. It has to be like full on. I'm training for a marathon now. Right. Not so much. Right. Again, stressful feels a little aggressive, but there was something you said, Kim, that was really interesting around, you know, when we sort of go back in the book and we're like, what, wait, what happened? And we're trying to get basically current with the story. And this is a, an idea that I, a, a phrase that I coined that is very helpful when we're talking about our body as she ages, which is being body current, right? Mm. What you're saying is I want to get current. What's, where am I in the story, right? That's where we want to be with our body. We want to be body current. What's the story now? Yeah. Who's this body? And sometimes that does require, right? Like in the, I've started watching some, something on Netflix. It was season two. I was like, I don't remember what happened with season one. (laughs) Right. And they had one of those, like, you know, scenes, past scenes from season one. Right. Right. So I'm, I'm watching it and I'm like trying to recall. It's a little bit like that with our body. Sometimes Mm. actually to get current, we have to go back and go, oh yeah, that pregnancy really did a number or that infertility treatment, woof, that really knocked me for a loop or, oh, that miscarriage. Wow. That was a few years that I was really struggling in my body and in my mental health or wow, when I was younger and that, you know, assault or that car accident or that illness or that injury right? We, sometimes we have to go back and look at the important scenes in the story of our body, right? So that we can come current because we can't pretend like we, oh yeah, let's just carry on from here. Our body is the story of our life. We hold the story of our life in our body. And it's important for us to listen to her. Yeah. Because then we're wondering, like, I don't understand why is it that whenever this happens for many people. Why is it whenever the holidays roll around and I feel like so out of like, you know, balance and out of kilter and well, let's see what happened right at other holiday times in your life. Were they hard? Were they times of stressful times at the family table? And so it feels stressful and hard for you to listen to your body and tune into I'm full or I'm hungry. Yeah. Yeah, there there was so much in there that I just like I'm like I've, as I was taking notes I'm like I don't even know where to start. So I want I want to start with getting body um, current, and I and I love that because it's like in the book was a perfect analogy. Who knew? But it's like yeah, I have to mm-hmm. like I have to play catch up to like and own where I am right now. Yeah, and yeah. so many of us want to be. Kim who was 30 and I'm not Kim who's 30. I have to be like, how do I feel? Like, do I have that lower back pain? Do I have that shoulder injury? And how do I work with what I got right now? Yeah. And it speaks to Kim, this idea that our body is always, always, always changing. And we have many different bodies. And in fact, um, 
if I can I share a poem with you yeah, yeah. about this. Yes. So one of the things I do is write body piece poems. Um, so I write poems because it's a way to change the conversation that we're having with our body. It's the way to, to invite women into the conversation with their own body. And it's also the way that I process my own relationship with my body. So this poem that I wrote um, is called my COVID body. Ooh. And it touches on this idea that our bodies are always changing. Mm-hmm. So here it is, my COVID body. I've had so many. My COVID body padded for survival. My summer body strong from swimming. My mom body stretched from growing a person. My wedding body small from photo fear. My injured body immobile from pain. My surgery body scarred from fighting. My winter body soft from hibernating. My twenties body fearless in motion. My teen body heavy with shame every day a different body every day, a different body adapting to this one precious life. How many bodies have you had? That's pretty good. That's, that's like, you know, spot on. And I I think, you know, everyone can relate to like those kind of milestone body times. Yes. And it is, we do have different bodies and, you know, the poem touches on those milestone moments, but every day we're waking up in a different body, right? Oh, this is a body that slept really well last night. (laughs) This is a body that what? Yeah. Where was sleep? Oh, this is a body that was did errands, right? All day long, but no, go, go, go. And this is a body that sat at my computer all day long. Right. Right. Those are different bodies. And how do we engage in our current body? Right. And how do we do that with compassion in a way that we don't feel like we're in a war? We're not in this management cycle. We're not in this aggressive, you need to change. You're not doing it right. But where we can feel actually good, actually good in our own skin. Yeah. And I mean, that's, you know, that's the ultimate goal. And, you know, as, as we're kind of like, you know, wrapping up our call, I feel like what we've said to many people is that it's taking this giant step back and allowing yourself to slow down, allowing yourself to have that like breathing room so that we can figure out where we are. Yeah. And it's really, it is taking a step back and really looking at that holistic perspective of where am I at with my relationship with my body? Where am I at with my relationship with food? Is this a relationship that's working with me? Or am I constantly feeling bad about this relationship, right? Do I want to divorce from this relationship? (laughs) Or am I really in the process of working on this relationship, healing this relationship? Or it's very important to know that we can. Right. Or, or am I even in a relationship? Because sometimes many it's, or is it a relationship that if it was a true relationship, would you want to be in it? Where for many women, it's like, I'm going to beat my body into submission until it pretty much, it, it, you know, it dies on me or I'm just going to fear, like live in this fear that, you know, I, if I don't 
eat in this exact box, there's a problem. Yes, right. Absolutely, right? How do we create a relationship with our body and our food that actually makes us feel good in a sustainable long-term way, right? right? So that we're embodied. We're not living out of our body or as I we I talked to my clients about living next door to your body. Oh, yeah. she should go to the gym. Oh, she should eat that. Oh, she should, right? Right. Mm-mm. Yeah. We want to be in a partnership, in an allyship with our own body. Absolutely. And it's possible. It's possible. And you know, it it's funny because I, I feel like there's always like a theme that weaves between many of the people that I interview. And this was probably about two years ago. Uh, a woman was on my show and she was one of these over trainers and the one kind of like, you know, coconut to the head moment for her was she was getting a massage and the woman said to her, she's like, your body's been screaming for decades. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, what? she's like, what are you talking about? She's like, you know, thinking injuries. Cause she was like, a dis- mm-hmm. and her, and the woman was like, if you can't hear your body whisper, how are you going to hear it scream? Yep. And, you know, everything you just said echoes right into that where mm-hmm. it's like, We've been in this relationship where we're just like, shut up, body. You don't know. <laughs> Sit <Yeah>. down. <laughs> I'll yeah. talk when talk when talk, sp- spoken to. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so we and need to, for us to say, no, come sit, come sit right. by me. I'm and listening. Stop this abusive relationship because, you know, as we mentioned, like if someone talked to me the way I talked to myself, we wouldn't be friends. Yeah. Exactly. We wouldn't be friends. And so the one thing I ask all of my uh, guests before we close our interview is what's the one thing that makes you feel magical? Mm, Water. Water. Wow. I swim at Walden as much Ah. as I can. Um, I take baths. I go for isolation floats. I drink a lot of water. Water to me gets me back into my flow. Reminds me like just the fluidity of how I want to feel in my body. It makes me feel connected to sort of the juiciness of life and pleasure. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So, and where can people connect with you on the socials? Yeah. So I am um, on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn um, as Nina Mandelson. And the easiest place to find me is my website. So you can either go to ninamandelson.com or bodypeacewithnina, all at one word.com. And there you'll find a practicing body peace journal for free. And in it is are five of my body peace poems, but there's also 20 questions to engage this relationship with your body to ask you like, so how is this relationship going? How are you talking? So it starts a conversation that we are desperately in need of. And you can find that at bodypeacewithnina.com. Perfect. And everything she just said will be linked in um, the show notes. So don't worry if you are like on a walk and you can't write it all down. <laughs> It'll be linked in be linked in there right now. Nina, I this is just, I love this conversation. I could probably talk to you for four years. <laughs> Thank Me you too. so much. And ladies, make sure you do, like take the, the pause and able to really just like get into your body because it's not fighting you. We're fighting it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Beautifully said. Thank you, Kim. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. 
Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much. Thank you.